0: The Kings are the Kings.
1: And he wins it back oh. to Bowley. Scores! Oh my, no low. oh my! No way! This with is... no time
0: remaining! Great pass from Dowdy down low. And they score! Gregstrom in game number one has tied it with his first NHL goal. Wagner down the middle scores! Wagner. Here's Luff looking for his first. Scores! Matt Luff, first NHL goal, and the Kings
1: have the lead. What's Luff got to do with it? Welcome to another edition of Crown Conversations. I don't know what episode we're on. I don't know anything anymore. The pandemic has ruined everything. But joining me today is our favorite once upon a time managing editor, Sarah A. Thanks for joining me, Sarah.
0: Howdy. I'm here, and we can talk
1: about hockey because it exists allegedly. It's back, and my first initial reaction was. Eh. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't know if this is such a good idea to be playing hockey, especially given the, um, well, we'll get to this in a second, The all the racial tensions and everything and the NHL's response to it. But given the state of COVID testing in the U.S. and the fact that all these mostly white men, these privileged men, Are getting tested literally every day. Just kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way.
0: Yeah, it 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 sucks. I mean, I mean, I guess at least they're in Canada, where maybe Canada is. I mean, I know for we know for a fact that Canada overall has handled all of this better than the U.S. But yeah, I mean, it it, it's really hard to, and I, I feel like I I you know battle with this every time I find myself getting excited about hockey of like. You know, I because I I, I was super pumped to like literally have hockey on my TV all day the other day watching these dumb exhibition games that don't mean anything. (laughs) And I was super excited. But like, yeah, it's hard to balance. Like, yes, we can have two thoughts about one thing at the same time, you know, so I can both be happy and also be kind of disappointed that like this is what what is happening that we probably shouldn't be playing sports and all because you know we haven't had a COVID thing happen yet that doesn't mean that it won't and like is this really where everyone's best resources are but then also weigh against the fact that like if hockey didn't come back then like even more people would probably be getting like laid off or furloughed or whatever like it's just a mess no matter how how you look at it and it does make it a little hard to enjoy watching it but like th- there's also nothing we can do about it <laughs> which sucks
1: yeah weighing the social responsibility of like should we do this versus the yes but at the same time people need to get paid and um ho- not the hockey players I- i'm not i'm the least of my concern are the actual players themselves. Yeah. Um, but all the staff and everybody surrounding them. I mean, it was only almost two months ago that unfortunately John Rosen had to be let go because the team didn't make any money for three months. And so a billion dollars goes by very quickly when you start adding in like all the bills and everything that they have to pay.
0: Yeah, there's just it just, it just stinks that there's no there's no good answer. There's no way to like every, everything you, no matter what direction you look at it in, like something is problematic about whatever is happening. And, you know, I I think that it's, it's fair to be like, yes, I'm enjoying this, but also holding the NHL accountable for whatever happens in all of this. And, you know, what are they doing in the communities? Like, okay, they're, in Edmonton and they're testing a bajillion people a billion times a day, like is any money going to the community in Edmonton to also make sure that people, well, I guess it's Canada. So they probably all can get tested for free because Canada has healthcare and stuff. I don't know, but I just, what I healthcare? just would like to know, like, what are they doing to like off Like, can you like, you know, like, you know how like companies now are all like carbon neutral of like, Oh, we're offsetting like, can, 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 the NHL somehow be like COVID neutral of we're also like doing this in the community or something. Like I, I just, it just sucks. Like, because I want to be able to enjoy this wholeheartedly and I can't. Um, But yet I am going to be contributing to being part of the problem because I'm absolutely going to watch hockey all day long until there's a Stanley cup awarded. So like, what do you even do? I don't know. (laughs) They've already got my money. Like,
1: (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting because, I mean, yes, we are part of the problem, but also by being part of the problem as a consumer, we can speak out and we can say, hey, um, you know, things are good or things are not good. Like um, in, in the instance of accountability, especially because, you know, with all their their national anthem stuff and and then the spotlight of racism um that that's happening especially um in the u.s and i know that they're playing in canada but it has greatly affected all of these players who primarily live in the u.s
0: yeah it just there's just no there's just no good answer like yeah other than like using our voices and our platforms and shows like this and our blogs and our whatevers to 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 talk about it like and I feel like that that is what we can do as as people to be like hey while while we're here here's some other things that you should care about but yeah it it does sort of dim the enthusiasm of Of watching you know even even though the kings aren't playing and even though like you know as much as i like tanner pearson and tyler toffoli like i don't particularly want to see the canucks win the stanley cup like (laughs) you know so there's only so much of like rooting for you know the guys that we have come to know and love as being on kings that we can do um you know even though our team isn't part of it like it's still exciting to to have it back and i just wish that like Everything didn't have to come with like the asterisks on it of like, yes, I know this is bad. However, please let me enjoy it for three seconds before I go back to thinking about how bad it is.
1: (laughs) Well, um, speaking of things that we can do um, or things that we should absolutely care about. One thing is Black Girl Hockey Club. So there's a couple of things that I want to touch on with them before we move back to our problematic boyfriends. Um, <laughs> 'Cause they are a problem. Oh, geez. Anyway, um, Black Girl Hockey Club, for those you don't know, it is started it was started and is run by um a woman named Renee. Um to it's it's it is for people of all colors, um, all races. Everybody is welcome and inclusive, but it was started to shine a light or to be a supportive uh environment in the community specifically for black folks but i just want to reiterate and and emphasize that it is definitely inclusive for everybody uh, men women boys girls non-binaries whatever anyway so they um black girl hockey club actually has a scholarship i don't have all the details for the black girl Hockey Club Scholarship. I do know that she said that it is open worldwide. So even people in, say, Kenya or um, South Africa, for example, they can definitely get in on this scholarship should they want it. Yeah, and... they're,
0: they're, I, I, Googled, I Googled it. I Googled <laughs> it while we were talking about it. Um, the website is blackgirlhockeyclub.org, which oh. is self-explanatory more than I thought it would be. Um, And if you go on there, um, so their website is blackgirlhockeyclub.org. And if you go under the programs section on their website, there's a page called uh, scholarships and you can learn more. It's open to any black women ages nine to 18 years old, and it's available worldwide. And they are looking for people to give their money to. And they also say that if, um, if for some reason hockey doesn't happen, um uh, I thought oh I read
1: something right in the events that scholarships cannot yeah. be distributed due to events or activities being canceled or unavailable Black Girl Hockey Club will place funds in the Black Girl Hockey Club endowment for future use. Yeah. Applicants can apply to multiple scholarships but will only be eligible to win a single scholarship once per calendar year. So, there you if go. That's you or someone you know. Go get some free money. Yeah, blackgirlhockeyclub.org under programs. It's the BGHC scholarship. So one other cool thing that the Black Girl Hockey Club is doing is um, kneeling for hockey. So go check out the hashtag kneelforhockey or check out Renee's Twitter, which is Black Girl Hockey. Pretty easy, all pretty self-explanatory. It's a really cool way to get involved and to be a great ally. Um, especially if you're looking for a way to support something. Something that means something. And you can always donate, of course, to Black Girl Hockey Club to help support their scholarship fund. That's something else that great that you can do. Even though the Kings aren't in it, as we are going to discuss, potential... um teams to support in this playoffs oh my god the hockey was so bad though we'll get to that in a second (laughs) um potential teams to support i saw somebody was going to donate i think it was 50 cents or dollar for every stupid leafs penalty so nice every goal every penalty um people do this all the time with especially in november with the um motb which is money on the board which is A hockey thing that was explained to me like I was five but I still don't really understand it but yeah so anyway donate to black girl hockey club that's a really easy way to get involved and um, yeah all right now back to the NHL so one thing I really want to touch on really quick is the NHL's response to racism, it's really worldwide, but as has the light has been shown in America. So we're looking at it through the lens of the U S you know, uh, for those who aren't aware, there are federal police that are in various quote unquote, liberal cities. And I I mean, this is related to to hockey because it's all about the, the protests. And people are are saying stuff about systemic racism and how we need to stand up for that. I hate to tell you this, but I'm sure you already know, but most of your fave boys are super problematic. I'm not going to call out specific names, but just know that some of your fave boys, they fully support the white supremacist agenda. Um, So this whole... Protests, the fist raised at the anthem, linking arms, kneeling, um, some MLB players have also started doing it, meant to call out systemic racism, is sort of a little passive and weak, because as Eric Trump tweeted out today, he said, thanks NHL for showing us how it's done. Ugh. Ugh.
0: And it's just so it's one of those things where, like, you don't want to give someone a cookie for being for like, you know, doing the bare minimum, like the bars on the floor, like the NHL is at least saying words of like, let's all like, let's like like it's one of those things where like I I don't feel like everyone being like hey NHL you suck you're doing a terrible job at this like is particularly helpful because especially in hockey culture I feel like that's going to make them be like well we're just not going to do anything ever again anymore so like on the one hand I want to like encourage them for at least being like hey baby steps you're you're just you're just sticking your toes in this you have just realized that racism is still a thing (laughs) like so like you know good, good job. You did the bare minimum. How do we get more? And like, I feel like that's where the conversation needs to go now of like, hey, you've done this, like, let's all link arms in the anthem thing, which is clearly pointless. Um, You've at least started to think about it. How do we get you beyond the just like, look what I did. How great are we like stage and how do we get them to be better? And like, unfortunately, I think that the NHL, unlike, a lot of other sports is going to come down on the side of like, well, we can't possibly rock the boat any more than the, than we already have. Um, right now, the WNBA, I feel like is the gold standard of sports leagues in the way that they are approaching this and giving their players the freedom to, to talk about it. And for good reason, because the WNBA is majority black women and they are very often the people at the forefront of these movements and these protests and the WNBA, those players leave the court before the anthem is played, you know, like that's as powerful as you can get in, in sports, I guess, at this point in time, the NHL, what all stands on a line together. Like, you know, these are guys who, um, I, I think this. I, think I might actually be stealing this thought from uh, C, who is now the California manager of the NHL sites, and you see their uh, work on Jewels from the Crown a lot, but uh, was tweeting about, like, these are all guys who, like, have never even had to think about this. They've never had to, like, be in a position to even think about privilege, or they haven't had the situation of, like, I got pulled over by the cops, like, you know, they're not afraid for their lives, they're afraid for, like, I'm going to get fined and this is going to like show up on social media and someone's going to be like, yell at me. Like the, the education level for lack of better words in this league of understanding what this movement is even all about with the exception of a, the players of color who get it and b a handful of guys who have either put in the work or who we have known for quite some time to be, to be allies and to be, be pe- to be people who are working in the community. Like most of these guys like have never had to think about it. Some of their statements literally were whenever everyone suddenly realized, "Oh, I should say racism is bad." Some of them literally were saying, "I didn't realize this was a thing." Like that's how in a bubble they are. So like it's it's just really it's it's frustrating cuz like I want I want the league to do be- to do, to do better. I want to encourage them to do better by being like, "Hey, you took these baby steps now what do we do what how do we get more um but like also don't want to applaud them for doing something that is 100% performative um as a couple of people have pointed out uh you know the NHL has said oh we're going to have this diversity committee we're going to start doing all this stuff and there has been radio silence like the NHL has not actually done anything um you would think that they were if they were doing something they would make it public, you know, so that people know, like, hey, we're actually following through on our word. Um, and now more, uh, more black players are actually coming out and saying like, no, the league isn't supporting me. Um, Evander Kane just had a quote, uh, the other day talking about how he wants more action from the league. Um, and I think it was Nazem Kadri in a, interview after an avalanche game came out and said like, yes, I wish that there was more support from the NHL in all of this. So, you you know, your players of color finally feel unleashed to be able to say, Hey, this league is not doing right by us. um, And the league is just going to try to continue to ignore it. So like, here's another thing that makes like watching hockey unsatisfying, even though it should be (laughs) a thing of, you know, fun, and we've all known that the league has these problems, but they have an opportunity here to do the right thing and they're not doing it. And I wish I could say I was surprised.
1: Speaking as a person with that that privilege, um, I mean, I have known that racism exists. Like I've never experienced it firsthand, but my mother who is Brown, she has experienced it firsthand multiple times. Um, but it's it's kind of hard to really realize just how deep it goes when the whole system is set up to benefit you totally. I, I'm not a cis white male. Um, but you know, it, being that my dad is a cis hat white male, I mean, I have really greatly benefited from that. So it's it it can be a little bit eye-opening, but I do appreciate that players like Tyler Sagan, um, the boy you would never expect, you know, party boy extraordinaire who has really matured somehow in Dallas? Anyway, um, he doesn't want to talk about it publicly, which I totally respect because for him it's like, it's not about me. I, I have a lot of work to do to put in, to be a better ally. But, um, but I mean, like you said, it's, it's that, that handful of players who are actually putting in the work, who are trying to be a good ally to, to players of color. And for the NHL, it's, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just like, obviously this is not yours or my job there are people out there who this is their literal job and obviously the the nhl would do well to find someone who is an expert in dei which is um, diversity equality and inclusion but it's a bunch of white lawyers so no disrespect to lawyers if you are one but Primarily, they kind of live up to the stereotype, especially the ones in the NHL. Um, I mean, like you said, the bar is on the floor. Like, we have such low expectations. We just want you to do something that's real. Make it real. Make it genuine. Mean it. Um, I, I understand if you don't want to... Shout from the rooftops what you're doing. Like, for instance, the Kings, um, after the whole Slava domestic assault thing, um, they started putting in the work with their community and they're doing stuff with an organization. And I know that they have somebody come in, I think, at the beginning of training camp every year to talk to the guys about like a domestic assault and all that other stuff, along with money management. Um, it's You know, it's all part of the whole training camp regime. Uh, sorry, not regime, but the whole training camp regiment. But it's not something that they publicize and, and talk about a lot. And the only reason I know about this is because they did it. I think they had like one tiny, tiny little blurb. But if you ask the Kings or anybody in their front office, that's a deeply personal issue to them to say that, They're not doing anything. But so you don't have to shout it from the rooftops, but at least say, hey, here's our plan. Here's what we're working on. We'd like to be transparent as much as we think is good or helpful with this um, issue.
0: Yeah, and I know the Kings um, announced recently that they not only are joining part with basically all of the other LA based plus also Anaheim uh sports teams in kind of a it's called like the alliance because no one in sports is created creative enough to give it a cooler name uh but a, it's you know basically an initiative an initiative to you know help combat um you know to to help combat the issue of you know getting kids more involved in sports and helping provide resources in the community and stuff and so i think that's really cool and also that the kings are um doing their own initiative within the King's organization that's going to be headed up by Blake Bolden, which I think is actually really awesome. And like, she's been doing a lot of media around it. And, you know, usually they don't really let their scouts and, you know, front office types, you know, do any media or talk to anyone about anything ever. And so I've been, I've liked the fact that they have let her and she is willing to take this role to be sort of the face of, you know, inclusion at the Kings and she uh, is going to be kind of heading up the effort within the Kings to, you know, not only make sure that their own front office and their own operations are, you know, looking at diverse hires and not just hiring the same old people, uh, but also to do a lot of stuff in the community and to do a lot of training and to do a lot of things with helping make hockey more accessible for kids. I think they said they're going to do a free, like learn to play hockey program for Four kids in the LA area. So that's going to be really neat. Um, and like, I, I, like, I'm just really glad that they have committed to do this and that they, you know, at least publicly announced all of their intentions and, you know, they have, uh, you know, put, you know, Blake Bolden is kind of the, the, the face of this. And she has even said in, um, she did like a zoom call thing with a handful of other people talking about race and hockey. And she even said like, you know, kudos to the Kings for hiring her as a scout because they could, you know, she fully acknowledged like they could have hired someone who is like a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who played junior hockey once. And they could have added yet another white dude to their scouting, but instead they took a chance on her and they, added her to to, because they, you know, they, they saw that she knew what she was talking about. She knows her stuff. She's very accomplished as a player and would make a good addition to their scouting ranks. And so they hired her and they made a choice that I think a lot of other teams in this league would not have made. So it's again, baby steps, but you know, that it's something. And now I just hope that they follow through with all of these lofty goals yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and actually do something with it. And, you know, I think it's also tough because of, of COVID and who knows when things are going to get back even to a little bit of normal, you know, it, it's hard to roll out a free learned escape program whenever, you know, everything is still shut down and you probably shouldn't be interacting with kids that you don't know and whatever. So I feel like that's just making everything even more challenging than it already is. But I was really glad to see that the Kings announced that they were going to do their own kind of internal focused thing and not just sort of tag their name along with what all of the other sports leagues or sports teams in the LA area are doing. And I I hope that it actually is productive and meaningful and not just like, Hey, we showed up at an event with the Ice Girls and handed out some hats. Like, I, I hope, I hope it's more than that.
1: Oh, uh, the fact that they're still called Ice Girls. <laughs> yep. That that's a that is a podcast for another day. <laughs> the off season is going to be the, their off season is going to be like nine months. Yeah, or we, like we have, by have the time plenty of time.
0: We have plenty of time to get mad about that one in like. <sighs> September or something
1: (laughs) we we will address the misogyny in like (laughs) November or whenever Uh, that's that's any anyway (laughs) so I think for the kings at least in terms of like the racism and all their lofty goals for them it's going to be about accountability and just kind of making sure that they're I don't want to say making sure but just kind of being like Hey, what are you guys doing in the community? Like, you know, that, that type of thing. Just just kind of as fans, always just kind of asking, what are you doing to help the diverse, 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 <laughs> The diversity in the community and, and getting kids to play. Um, I talked to some I talked to a parent of a Gen Z. Let me tell you something. Gen X and Gen Z. Wow, wild people anyway <laughs> um so I talked to her about her kid who was 13 years old and playing hockey and essentially she said what it boils down to because she has seen firsthand kids um primarily she's in the Chicago area it's Leah, the Swiss, the one with the really long yeah. Twitter name um anyway so she said like it's primarily Asian kids who sign up, but um, they get bullied so much that all the all the kids quit, which is really sad. And I asked her, I said, well, um, well, well, don't you think we should encourage kids to sign up anyway? And she said, no, because then you're asking kids to take on the burden of fighting racism when this all starts at the top, like mm-hmm. USA Hockey with the... What was he, like president of operations or something who had that slur? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just, it's just
0: bad all the way down
1: <laughs> uh, at the end of the day. It starts at the top with major organizations like the NHL, like these clubs. Yes, they're business, but as consumers, we can also use our voices and our buying power to to demand that they be better. Because if we don't demand that they be better and we don't hold them accountable, then the status quo is going to remain as it is. Yeah, and it's
0: one of those, like, it's a little hard to, you know, vote with our dollars right now because there are no games to go to. And the NHL already has my money for the streaming package, you know, like, but... It's something to keep in mind for once once we can actually start going places again of, you know, do I want to spend that hundred dollars on a ticket to a game or do I, you know, invest that hundred dollars in the American Indian Center here in Chicago that's working with uh you know, we're working with youth in the community instead of giving it to the Blackhawks who probably don't need any more of my money like, you know then those are the kind of choices that like, we don't want to have to make, but we probably should be because we know that that's the only thing that gets people to do anything is money.
1: The Blackhawks who are not changing their name or their mascot, but at the very least they banned headdresses and tribal items from being at all Chicago Blackhawks sanctioned events. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, very long overdue. Um, I, I before, will say
1: floor, Sarah. The, yeah,
0: the bar is on the floor. Um, they like didn't quite trip over it, but they just took like a little step over it. Um, I will say that like at games I go to in Chicago, like there's usually some kind of like, you know, fan services representative going around trying to get surveys, people to fill out surveys. And I get there early enough to like watch ups. that they usually see me as like, pretty low-hanging fruit because I'm just kind of sitting there and so I've always enjoyed filling out their surveys and then at the end when it's like do you have any other comments I just unleash like a paragraph long rant on why they should have been banning those and I've been doing that (laughs) since like 2013 Uh, so now I get to find new things to complain about which is easy Um, but like I I will say that like in the the number of people who do who I encountered this past season who did that versus the number of people I saw who did that in, you know, 2013 when I, you know, kind of first started regularly going to games is much less which is makes it even more ridiculous that like it's already be- becoming less of a problem. So now they're like, oh, well, whatever. Like, you could have tackled this years ago. Um, so, again, like, I don't want to give them kudos for doing the right thing. Um, I want them to take bigger, bolder steps. But also at the same time, you know, they were sitting there, like, doing the math of, like, okay, how many racist fans do we lose versus whatever? And finally, the math has come out on the side of we should stop allowing people to do this. So, you know... Baby steps, but I was really glad to see that at least they finally formally said that. And I was very glad to see all the angry people who were like, You're never getting my dollars again. <laughs> and well, like, yeah, great, cool. I think that there will be, even though the Blackhawks are not a particularly good team, there are plenty of people lined up behind you who will still give them their money without, you know, wearing a costume headdress that they got at the dollar store. Because that's disgusting.
1: I mean, it's literally the bare minimum that they could do. Like, they, they, that takes no effort. None. To Happen. say, hey, we don't want these tribal items and headdresses at our uh, events. Like, can, can you do a little more? Right. Like, I, I suggested they just drop the black from their name because I think hawks as animals are pretty dope and i don't think that there's too many um sports teams that are named hawks like you have the falcons and everyone calls them the hawks anyway exactly so just take a page out of diddy daddy (laughs) whatever he's calling himself now um out of his book and just drop the black it'd be so much better anyway the Blackhawks are actually in the bubble, I think. Yep. Um Uh so yeah, let's let's talk about the bubble. I Yeah watched... bubble. <laughs> <laughs> um let's take a quick break and then we will come back to the bubble. All right, welcome back. Um, the the bubble, uh, bubble hockey. It so far has not been good. I know they haven't played in like four months or three and a half months or whatever it is, but my God, is it bad? Like, I know training. It, it's it's essentially the the first game of training camp, but whoo. <laughs> the hockey is not been good Sarah <laughs> yeah it, it 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 has been entertaining only
0: because it's been hockey and I've been able to do what I usually do for the whole season which is turn the game on mostly ignore it and just listen to <laughs> hockey in the background like like so that's great but yeah when when you actually watch it like there's a few moments of like ooh, that like you know Connor McDavid does anything and you're like oh great Connor McDavid um but A lot of teams don't look particularly sharp. St. Louis looked pretty dismal in in their game against Chicago. Uh, There have been a bunch of shutouts that I don't really feel like in the real world would have happened. Um, The fact that these teams only get one exhibition game before the games actually start meaning something, like, has got to be making some of these guys, like... sweat a little bit because some of these teams not naming names the Florida Panthers (laughs) need a lot more than just one tune-up game but too bad um, for all of our play-in teams that have to win their series or they leave the bubble uh, that's all they get like they got that one game and then starting Saturday uh, the game's all mean stuff
1: yeah, it's... I don't, It's so weird. Like, I was expecting... I I took... I haven't been paying attention to hockey since uh, March. Like, <laughs> even when the Kings were really, really bad, I wasn't really paying much attention. So I went to, like, one minor league game in early March, and that was kind of the last time I paid attention to anything hockey because, well, the Kings stink. So... <laughs> Um, It hasn't really been much on my radar and I've been off Twitter most of the summer, which is kind of weird. This is what the pandemic has done to me. I've (laughs) not been on social media as much. Do you like go outside and stuff? Like what's that all about? I mean, I walk the dogs, but Mm. only because I'm basically held at claw point. (laughs) Like my dog is 75 pounds and she jumps on me and like, Pins me to the ground. If I don't take her for a walk. Like I'm serious. She will like jump on me. I'm like ow get off me. She she knows she's the boss. She she is the boss. Anyway. (laughs) So bizarre schedule. Um, I. Because I haven't. I haven't been paying attention to hockey. I don't know. Who I should root for. If I should really root for anyone. Well okay. So there was the chaos of the draft lottery. Let's talk about that for a second.
0: Oh, good old mystery team.
1: Oh, team F, wasn't it? Uh, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it was teams A through whatever um who were the out teams. So that included all of California? I think Buffalo, Ottawa, and I forget who
0: else.
1: Detroit. Oh yeah, Detroit. How do I always up Detroit? Wait, New Jersey's out.
0: Yeah, New Jersey was terrible.
1: I can't, I cannot remember. <laughs> the, this season feels like it was ten years ago. <laughs> I swear, twenty twenty feels like it has been a decade, and we are eight months in. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like New Jersey, Buffalo. Uh, California, Detroit, and did I mention Ottawa already? I think I did. Anyway, you now. <laughs> well, I mentioned them again. Yeah, so there was like eight teams that were automatically out, and then the rest of the teams are either in the playoffs for sure, like the Lightning and the Boston Bruins. Like they're for sure in because they were already in a playoff position. And then there's, like, the quarantine qualifier, which is, like, Arizona, um, Chicago, and a bunch of other really crappy teams. (laughs) Like, oh, Nashville. Oh, I think Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver is, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Anyway, so... They are playing this really weird schedule. I think it's, it's so it's a best of five for mm-hmm. the qualifier, and then the regular playoffs will start on Tuesday, August twelfth. I think it was. I I heard on one of the broadcasts something like that. I think that. so.
0: It's the eleventh or the twelfth.
1: Eleventh, eleventh, yeah, Tuesday the eleventh. So, I have, like I said, I haven't been paying paying attention. Oh, sorry. I was rambling and I got totally off topic. We're number two. So, the Kings managed to jump up three spots because they were number five. So, they're number two. They'll never be number one, but that's okay. They're number one-ish in our hearts. <laughs> um, And the last time they picked number two, they got Drew Dowdy. So... I guess yeah. things could be worse. Yeah, they worked out okay for a little while. <laughs> but one of these mystery qualifier, quarantine qualifier teams got the number one overall draft pick. It could be Arizona. If Arizona loses to Nashville in five games, they could end up with the number one overall pick and Taylor Hall mystery magic of the draft lottery strikes again
0: that would be the only reason i would want arizona to get the number one pick just because of like the taylor hall factor because i find that hilarious that's that's the only reason i would want them to have it
1: what are the odds it ends up being, like, Chicago? <laughs> oh, God.
0: I mean, I don't want either one of those teams to get it. I don't want them to get it. I definitely don't want Edmonton to get it. Like, no thank
1: you. What about Calgary? <laughs> no. I I have a whole list. I ranked
0: these for another <laughs> podcast that I'm on. I-, I-, I came up with a whole list of in order which teams I would prefer most and least to get the number one draft pick.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Um, do you want to go in which or do you want me to go in like least to most want to receive or the other way around? Uh yeah, let's go with least. Okay. Um so there's 16 teams that are eligible for this. Uh the team I least want to see get the number one pick was Toronto, because no. Um just obvious. And- <laughs> just obvious. Uh, so after Toronto, we had Pittsburgh and then we get into the part of my list that was most strategic, which was basically all of the Western conference and the Pacific division teams. Because (laughs) if I could have anything happen, it would be that I don't want Lafreniere to go to a team that we're going to have to play five times a year. So my list in order after that goes Oilers, Flames, uh, Arizona, Vancouver, the wild, um, just because I don't like them. Sorry. Yes.
1: You put put, uh, Vancouver over Arizona. I would want Vancouver like
0: by like 0.01%. I would prefer Vancouver to get. (laughs) And I will say that after I put this list together, I realized that Arizona is going to the central division once Seattle comes in. So if I redid this list, I would have probably shuffled things around a little and maybe moved Arizona up a bit. (laughs) Um, but yeah regardless um yeah i feel like that whole like chunk was just me putting the pacific division teams in there <laughs> in like a kind of non-specific order um And then the other middle chunk of my list, um, I went Rangers. Uh, Chicago came in at eight on my list, so just dead halfway through, which I know is a lot higher than basically anyone else would rank them. And my reasoning for putting them in the middle of my list is I don't want them to get the number one pick, but also I live in Chicago. And if they get uh, Lafreniere, that means I can watch him play hockey all of the time. So like that would be good for me personally, because I would I feel like he's going to be someone I'm going to want to watch play. Uh, But, you know, that's really the only reason they ranked anywhere near as high as as they did. Um, After that, I had the Jets, the Islanders, Nashville. uh, And then number four on my list was Montreal, largely because I thought it would be hilarious. Because the media storm (laughs) of, you know, Quebec boy goes home to play in the NHL would just be completely bonkers. And that's really the only reason, like I don't actually want him to go there, but I think it would just be really funny. And most of the like media insanity would be in French, and my French is really bad, especially my like <laughs> québécois like is not good. So I wouldn't even understand most of the the frenzy, so it would be even funnier. That's uh, okay. And then On my
1: Twitter would have an entire meltdown. People would be translating articles, you yeah,
0: immediately, yeah. Um, And then number three is Columbus, just because I feel like they exist. They have stumbled through mediocrity for so long that like, now they're actually kind of on the cusp of, you know, putting a team together and having a pretty good prospect pool and whatever. And so I feel like it'd be, I, I wouldn't be offended by them getting the number one pick. And I have you know, selfishly, a bunch of friends who are Columbus fans and it would make them really happy. And I like to see my friends happy. Uh, and then number two is the Panthers because I feel like they should get something nice at some point to hopefully maybe become relevant. And then <laughs> my number one team that I would be like most happy to see get the number one overall pick is the Carolina Hurricanes just because I like them.
1: Wait, I didn't hear Buss and Bruins in there.
0: Because they aren't eligible for it, because oh. they're in the they're not in the playing part. They're in oh, the like.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I was very alarmed. I was like, "Hold on! Don't tell me she actually wants Boston to get this." Oh
0: God, no, no. If if they were <laughs> eligible for it, they would be at the bottom of the list, like next to Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> I I have a couple of Boston friends, and they're very vocal um, as our most Boston friends, (laughs) Boston fans tend to be. But I think I would die a little bit if Lafreniere ended up in Boston. Weirdly, like, I have a bunch
0: of friends who live in Boston, but none of them like the Bruins. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds of like I have friends who live there and I can go hang out with them, but like they don't like the Bruins. So that makes it still okay.
1: That's funny. Okay, Carolina Hurricanes. I would love to see them win the Stanley cup, but if they get knocked out in the qualifier round, I also would really hope that it's them who ends up with the number one overall pick. Justin Williams is probably going to retire officially at the end of this season, whenever the heck that may be. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. He may, if they, if they get Lafreniere, they might be able to convince him to stay one more season, but it sounded like he's kind of ready to retire. But at the same time, he's also dad to the Carolina hurricanes. So
0: <laughs> maybe they can just immediately hire him as a coach or something. Um, but yeah, cause like the hurricanes are definitely my, my bandwagon team of, I will definitely root for them through, through the playoffs because again, I like them and, Justin Williams um but yeah like if they don't make it like I also would equally be like yeah give them the number one pick like let's do it uh but yeah now now I'm just definitely thinking about like <laughs> Justin Williams assistant coach and so I apologize I'm going to be useless for the rest of <laughs> our recording time
1: well, that's okay I always want Willie Mitchell to come back and teach our young children how to defense
0: <laughs> someday maybe someday. if we're lucky
1: well He had a nasty breakup with hockey, so I don't, I don't know. Hopefully someday he can be in a position where he loves the game enough to get into coaching and hopefully that's in LA and not Vancouver where he hangs out all the time. I like it. Like a girl can dream. Okay. Right. Like let us, (laughs) let us
0: have nice things.
1: We miss you, Willie. (laughs) I know I say this like once a podcast, but we miss you. (laughs) Uh, in unrelated King's news. Um, what was it one of the King's kids got married? Um, uh, Matt Roy. Matt Roy. I knew it was Matt. Somebody. There's too many Mats. I <laughs> almost said Matt Luff. Oh, Matt Luff. <laughs> Meatball has a new Instagram page, so go check it out, guys. Meatball off. Okay, back to the playoff qualifier thingy. Before my ADD takes us back on another trip. Down the yellow brick road. Um, okay. I know we're all bandwagoning for Carolina, but I'm going to make you pick a Pacific Division team to root for. Um, or at least root for them not to fail. Yes.
0: Let me see <laughs> who is still in the thing. Oh, Pacific Division. Well, if we're talking Pacific specifically, we've got what? Calgary? Edmonton and Arizona. They're the only Pacific ones, right? Vancouver. Oh, I always,
1: why do I always forget that Vancouver <laughs> exists? That's okay. I usually forget that Ottawa and Detroit exists. So,
0: yeah. um, of those four, hmm. Um, I think I'd actually give it to Vancouver. And that's mostly because of the Tyler Pearson. Tyler Pearson. Wow. That's mostly because of the Tanner Pearson uh, Tyler Toffoli connection. That's really the reason I'd want to root for Vancouver. Uh, just to see our our young men be happy. <laughs> um, with a close second being Arizona.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning to. Uh, Air, the, the Alberta teams can do something impolite. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they can lose and not get a high draft pick preferably um but for if we're rooting for not failing then yeah i'm kind of leaning towards the um i'm kind of leaning towards vancouver at least beating minnesota and i'm on the fence about the coyotes beating nashville because I love P.K. Subban. I'd love to see him have success. Well, but... P.K.'s in, in New oh,
0: Jersey yeah, now. Oh, yeah, P.K.'s in New so... Jersey. You so... <laughs> don't have anything to root for on Nashville.
1: There's my beautiful boy, um, Seth Jones. He is in Columbus. God damn it. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago, too. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's my beautiful boy, Roman Yossi. Yeah, he that that's a good one. How but could at the that same one? time, the the Predators kind of have a history of, let's let's say iffy off ice personnel moves, <laughs> and coming from a Kings fan, I understand the iffiness there with uh you know Mike Ribeiro Ugh. being garbage. All right, I'm in. I'm I'm in on Arizona. I like Sorry, it. Sorry, Nashville. Great PK Subban, so now I'm all in for Arizona beating you. I like it. Besides, it would be kind of nice to see Arizona have a little success. They've yeah. been the laughing they've been the butt end of so many jokes in the league for so long. Yeah, It'd I mean nice I would
0: them. yeah, I would be cool with them actually going on some sort of like super bizarre run, uh just just because of the sheer number of people, it would make mad.
1: Yes. And I talked to you, Kat Silverman, and she said, "Root for Darcy, who has just this low-key yeah, Jonathan Quick vibe." Yeah, I, I could root for him
0: because he—he used to—he was a king for a hot second. So yeah, like him, and like I like
1: Auntie Ranta a lot. Like he's a fun guy. Yeah, and we don't want to see OEL waste away forever in mediocrity. Poor Oliver. <laughs> He's so good. It's oh, it's ridiculous. They've got some exciting players, you know, Christian Fisher, Christian Dvorak. They have like three Christians.
0: <laughs> They've all got to go somewhere. There's a Shane. Do- there's a Shane Doan joke in there somewhere that I just <laughs> I can't quite like place, but like there's definitely a very in poor taste Shane Doan joke okay, right there. But
1: how cool <laughs> would it be? for the coyotes to finally win after like Shane Doan retired. <laughs> and now he's like no longer relevant.
0: That would, that would actually be real good. I just don't like that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. He doesn't like anybody in the game. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, I've never met him personally, but there's a lot of stories that I've heard. <laughs>
0: His son plays here and I'm I'm always I was always afraid to like go to a USHL game and like have him for some reason actually be there.
1: <laughs> I heard actually um speaking of sons, I heard Itu Solani was pretty cool actually. He used to play for the um the like the Kings Junior Hockey League or something like that. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> All right, so I think we've made our pick, Sarah. All right, I we're like it. We're rooting for Arizona and Vancouver to at least advance to the next round. After that, I think we'll have to revisit this topic.
0: Yeah, Because yeah. Cari- who knows what's going to happen?
1: <laughs> That's true. I I have no idea how this 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 reseeding is going to happen at all. I don't even want to think about it. And we're rooting for who's Chicago playing? Edmonton.
0: Oh God. I don't want either of those. Yeah. I mean as a homer who lives here i would say chicago just because i live here no but (laughs) But, like what i'm really
1: rooting for is for the battle of alberta to completely fail and not get a high draft pick yeah and then but chicago to also somehow manage to fail yeah that's a real that that matchups hard for people who
0: want like both want bad things for both teams (laughs) because you know, like, you know, whoever, well, I I was on another show, um, where um, it was with uh, Laura Saba, uh, the active stick on Twitter, who uh, covers the Canadians. And she proposed that whoever loses the series between Montreal and Pittsburgh, just like peak NHL conspiracy theory, whoever loses that series is going to get the number one overall pick because either way, it's just going to make people furious. um, And like that, I can get behind that conspiracy theory, but I feel like Chicago and Edmonton is the same thing that like, Whoever loses it will probably win the overall number one and just make everyone like just so mad.
1: No matter what, somebody's going to be pissed oh, off yeah. about whoever wins. There's no good team aside from uh, Carolina, because I think most people can get on board with Carolina winning. But we, we also kind of want them to win the Stanley Cup. So I'm like of two minds.
0: It's just just bad choices all the way down. I know.
1: Like, couldn't the Kings get the number one overall pick and piss everybody off? <laughs> that would have been the best. Hey. Do you know how much hockey Twitter would have had an immense meltdown? Oh, yeah. If had oh, won? yeah. So mad. But how mad, how salty were Detroit fans though? Oh yeah, they went from. Well, I feel like they were like
0: half salty, half like, I, "This is what they expected." Like they just expected to <laughs> somehow get screwed.
1: It's the way of the Detroit fan. I feel yeah. like. So much for that. I think, I think it was like a trifecta or something. That because like the Lions are bad and the Pistons are bad and. Yeah, yeah, they're just all real bad. Yeah, and the, but like everybody had like a high draft pick, yeah. Except for Detroit.
0: <laughs> womp womp.
1: Okay, let's see. Hold on, I gotta figure this out. I'm just trying to figure out who. Um, oh, the Jets. I was like, who are the Flame? The Flames. Yeah. Who is Calgary playing? I could. I always literally forget that the Jets exist. <laughs>
0: I mean, so does everyone else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry, Winnipeg. I forget you're there. I'm not. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should wrap a- wrap this up. So, uh, I'm going to ask for your predictions. Uh-oh. So, games start Saturday, August first. I will link in the body of the article thingy. Um, The schedule, but it's going to be Rangers versus Hurricanes. Fancy, well, sorry, the Not Fancy Cats versus the Islanders. God, these games all suck. (laughs) Montreal Canadiens versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins. That one might be mildly entertaining. Um, Blackhawks versus Oilers. Jets versus Flames. That's all on Saturday. Sunday, we have Flyers versus Bruins. That one should actually be decent. Jackets versus Maple Leafs. Uh, Coyotes versus Predators. Blues. Oh, I forgot they were in this too. Blues (laughs) versus Avs. And Wild versus Canucks. Wow. How can we make it so that all the Western Conference teams can somehow lose and not (laughs) get the number one overall pick? Like, is that possible?
0: I mean, it's gonna be take a lot a lot of luck and maybe some bribery. (laughs) Oh, Gary. Dear Gary. I've got like ten bucks sitting around. Is that enough?
1: (laughs) I think I got some pocket lint. (laughs) Some chip change. All right. Give me your prediction for any of the aforementioned games. Um overall. What do you think is going to happen? Will it be entertaining? I I think
0: it'll be entertaining, but it might be entertaining because it's bad.
1: (laughs) Everybody, not one single team actually looked, well, maybe the jackets from what I heard. But it was more like moments of brilliance rather than actually everybody looking pretty good. But everybody just sucked in their one tune-up game
0: yeah so we'll we'll see. i'm just I'm just I'm really just hoping that like i'm I'm hoping that everyone has a good time and no one gets hurt. um oh, well, Marchand already got hurt in the exhibition uh, game. well, he doesn't I'm sorry, Brad Marchand, but <laughs> that's fine. um yeah, I just I, I think it'll be entertaining, but like in the like you put it on in the background kind of way, uh, especially it's like the first games of all of these series that True. You know. We'll check back in whenever we start getting into, like, games three and four and five, if any of them go that long.
1: I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping for, like, mass chaos. I want eighty style hockey. Everybody forget how to defense everybody just go shoot at the net that's all i want you to do
0: some of those teams are already on that track so (laughs) you might get your wish
1: (laughs) there were definitely
0: a couple of like five nothing uh, shutouts in in these exhibition games so you might just get that
1: well from the the few exhibition games that i saw like the aisles they went up ahead one nothing and then they were like okay everybody defense everybody defense it, like, But there's like the boring kind where they don't take any shots and they just like... Oh, that sounds par for the course for them. Well, that's true. But And then like the Rangers were really bad and they kind of abandoned Henrik Lundqvist, which...
0: Also par for the course.
1: <laughs> I feel so bad for Henrik Lundqvist. If Carolina can't win this year, then I will root for the Rangers to win. The stanley cup only for henrik lundquist yes i know he made his bed by accepting long-term contracts with the rangers but still and they have capo caco so that would be kind of cool to see that Finnish boy get a stanley cup so that's my my reasoning i like it okay well sarah thank you for joining me tonight and uh discussing some heavy topics with me We will be back again in games three, four, five. I don't know when. So thanks again, Sarah. Yeah,
0: I can't wait for all of my predictions to be wrong.
1: Yay!